0: everybody and welcome to the Path to Good podcast. This is VIP Disconnects podcast about how we're making our company an even more amazing place to work. Um, I am Jen and I am joined by my co-hosts Sally and Maggie. Welcome.
1: Hey everyone. Thank you. you. Hi everyone.
0: We realize it's been a while uh, since you've heard from us so we decided that we would launch here season three of our podcast and today we're going to talk about trends that we're seeing in the workplace for 2022 and we're kind of all going to talk about it from our different perspectives and so I think that will be a a topic that's interesting for everyone because we've been through a, a couple of kind of strange years and I think that that 2022 is going to continue to be a year of change.
1: Absolutely and I think you know when we go through our annual strategic planning I think we bring to the table you know, what we're hearing, not only what our team is asking for, we do an annual survey, right? We bring all of that together. But then we're of course coming to the table with ideas uh based on our circles, right? For from each of us and all of our perspectives. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to hear how they overlap. I'm sure they will, because we haven't uh compared our notes in advance <laughs> of this. So You know, I would say, Jen, you, um, you know, inside of the HR as our head of people and culture, and then Maggie, you lead our recruiting. What, you know, let's start with you, Jen. What are you seeing as some of the biggest trends that are coming out of this past year and into 2022?
0: Yeah, I'm part of an um, executive network of HR professionals. And we actually just recently had a meeting talking about trends for the workplace um, that we're seeing for this year. Uh, I'm a member of SHRM and they actually have a research arm. And so they have a whole slew of researchers that put together tons and tons and tons of data. If you are an HR person, I'm sure you're already a member of SHRM, but if you're not, I highly suggest, uh, this is not an ad for SHRM, but you should definitely (laughs) join SHRM because of just, they have a wealth of data out there. So some of the things um, that were, that I was hearing, some of the trends, some of the things we all know that we're all focused on They were calling, you know, last year the great resignation because so many team members were leaving and finding and finding new jobs. And this year, I think, is being dubbed the year of the employee. So it's going to be a continued focus on really getting figuring out what your team wants and how you can give that to them and what. That is, is all kinds of different stuff. Team members want flexibility. They want different benefits. They want to work differently. They want to stay remote. Whatever that is for your organization could be different. But I think that is a really huge focus that companies are really going to have to remain really laser focused on their team because talent acquisition and retention is potentially going to continue to be an issue. A lot of this study was done before Omicron. I will I will say that is changing things a little bit, but we don't know the impact of that yet. And I will well, just piggyback on that, Jen, as, as I've,
2: you know, I'm in recruiting and I've been looking at some um, reports from economists about the labor market, for 2022 and i I don't think it's any surprise that we should expect the experts i'm seeing close the same similar type of market that we've been writing out very tight labor market um that they're not predicting an end to that and that we just as companies and organizations need to keep focusing on uh, that talent acquisition finding the right individuals and retention i think you really the year of the employee
0: um, really speaks to that retention. Yeah, definitely. One of the interesting things is they said 77% of companies are going to heavily invest in training managers, their frontline managers, because we know in a lot of ways they hold the key to turnover and to retention. So that now that we're kind of, a lot of companies are either going to stay fully remote or kind of be in a hybrid workforce model where some people are in the office and some people are remote but training managers on empathy communication compassion how to be flexible with your team how to recognize the needs of your team is going to be a huge focus as i mentioned 77 percent of companies say they're going to focus on that this year so that they can meet the needs of their workforce and hopefully retain the great talent that they have
1: I mean, that makes sense. The shift is coming, right? So I think there's some, you know, I wrote down the word acceptance. I hear in, you know, my circles with other business owners, CEOs. Um, I was shocked to see a statistic about kind of a negative one from last year that like 70, I think more than 75% of companies were using technology to measure and track uh, what team members were doing. And it's kind of counterintuitive, but maybe, you know, they weren't quite at the place where they believed remote work would stay. So it's sort of like, I think the trend now is moving towards acceptance more than that, embracing it. And more than that, realizing, and even for us that it goes beyond the team member. So it's interesting, you wanna train your, your, your management Right, your even your frontline junior managers—they do have the biggest impact. That makes all the sense in the world to me. But I think what I'm hearing is a concern, interestingly, going beyond the team member to their family. Right. So we've always brainstormed and tried to get creative and do fun things. We've been remote since what 2001. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to be thinking about having, for example, a therapist uh, in the company that is available not only to our team members, but to their family members, yes. those those are the things that I'm hearing, which I think is light years ahead of just trying to do. instead moving towards, I would, I don't know if you call it innovation in terms of thinking about how uh, you allow people to work, like it, You know whether that's flexibility, all the things you mentioned, Jen. Mm -hmm. Flexibility, you know, part time, full time, then part time. We, I think, we're just—it's like a complete shift. I think, and it all starts with everyone realizing. I don't think this is going to change in terms of what what employees want.
0: Yes, and I find that fascinating—the mental health aspect of it. I think over the last couple of years, we've been remote for a long time, but as companies have transitioned to remote, work has expanded into your life. If you're working from home, you're, some team members feel like, well, now I'm always at work. So burnout and mental health are such a concern now and how organizations are addressing that. I think there's gonna be some really creative and innovative ways. I feel like this pandemic has sped up a lot of potentially good changes in the workforce. Um, and in the workplace with in, in regards of what team members expect from their companies and how companies can care for their team members.
2: Absolutely. And I think there's more avenues that have opened up specifically on mental health, but it's, it's through video sessions. You know, like it or not, we've all become very used to Zoom meetings and others and having, you know, mental health and therapy sessions. You talked about with, with expanding to family, that there are more resources available in different ways. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. mean, I, I the word burnout is interesting. I think you know, as a as a leader, all of us, like we probably feel guilty when we hear the word burnout, but I think the burnout is also not just from the work, but it's also just from the the pandemic and the strain yep. of not having the freedom to live the way we used to live, right? So I think there's added pressure on Leaders in a company to figure out how to deal with that, right? It is part of the overall mental health and well being. But, you know, I was listening to um, another podcast with a group of CEOs, and they were talking about having listening sessions for their mm-hmm. team. You know, allow them to join and simply like we do roundtables where uh-huh. we want to get creative ideas. These are simply open sessions where people can just talk about. You know, how they're feeling, for personal and work. And it's, you know, I think that that is moving in the direction. And we always start with like, what do we have, you know, our, um, what are we grateful for? And this sort of taking it to the next level. So I, you know, I love that. I think we should start doing that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things um, that we're also seeing is with so many employees resigning. One of the reasons is that companies were trying to move quickly back into an office building. I think everyone was forced to move remote very quickly. And then everyone kind of wanted to move back into an office, not so quickly, but I think this was the year that a lot of companies were thinking we're gonna move back into an office. And I think employees have loved the remote model so much that they're actually leaving companies if they're being told you have to go back into an office. They're saying, no, I'll I'll find another job where I can stay remote. And so I think that is a very interesting thing that we probably didn't expect would happen three years ago before COVID started. I don't think that we thought that most companies would have at least a partially remote workforce permanently.
1: uh, Yeah, I mean, I think I don't believe, like I'll just say, because I have a child that's in school, I don't think a lot of companies realize it's It's kind of a crazy situation where we're remote one day, the school is closed the next, it's on site the next. It is a day-by-day, and how, if you're expected to be in an office, do you possibly figure out how to deal with your children, right? Like, and I have a 13-year-old. If they were little, I'd be in trouble. I mean... It's already juggling, and I only have one. I mean, people have multiple kids. Yeah. I mean, in the circle of friends I have that are professional women from school, there's not, half of them have resigned, to your point. They just cannot, man, and they're smart, talented, any company would love to have, have them, but they just can't deal with the stress and the uncertainty with the schools. Mm-hmm. So that's impacting. So if you don't let them work from home they're just resigning
0: yeah
2: yeah it's, it's hard and and you know again going back to those labor data stats whenever we see some things improving the one group that is just not rebounding as fast or recovering from the pandemic are working women we see labor participation rate just not there there is this gap there there is this gap um and with the uncertainty of of you know, Omicron and other things that come and not having that flexibility as a company to a- allow, you know, especially working women, it's it's impacting them and your companies are just losing out on a tremendous amount of resource,
0: mm-hmm.
2: resources. It's like...
1: Yeah, I think I read, Maggie, that 3 million women in the past year have dropped out. Don't quote me, but I literally... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe it. I literally
0: it. think the number is about 3 million. That's yeah. incredible. No, it's I've a heard lot. Heard it. I heard it was the same levels as it was in 1980. Yeah, That's 40 years of progress just dialed back in two it, years. It's, it, it's But it's a it's huge a opportunity, standing. I think. It's a huge it is. opportunity for how do you then engage with these talented, talented women who are out there, but they need that flexibility. They just absolutely must have it. It's just an opportunity for organizations to figure out what can we do differently? How can we be more flexible? How do we tap into this amazing talent that's out there?
1: I mean, don't you get tired of me saying, hey, maybe we should look for (laughs) a fabulous uh, individual that might be, let's say, interested in part-time work because they've stepped out of a full-time job. I think I do say that quite often because (laughs) (laughs) it's like weekly, but you're right. How do we reach them? They are not looking for jobs. Yeah. Right? They're not out there in the normal circle. So I you know, all you you know, headhunters out there, good luck because <laughs> you're not gonna find them unless you're walking around in the school
2: parking lots. I'm just saying <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Put up <laughs> in the school parking lot. <laughs> Is that a that's our new recruiting strategy. All right. Handing <laughs> out flyers at the best pickup or the uh, pickup line. Yeah.
0: The yeah. Bus stops. <laughs> yeah, that it is should... a
2: tip for all of you. Oh, the
1: schools could raise money if they sold advertising on the buses. Oh, that's, okay. right. that's a great idea. Cut that part out of our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that. No one steal that <laughs> idea. We're going to do that. No, yeah.
2: But you know what? It's 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 having creative ideas and, and we, you know, we're laughing here at some things, but it's like just being really focused as how do we reach this incredible potential of talent. How do we adjust for it? How do we validate the worth of 50% of our population, right? That's the way yeah. I look at it, is, is recognizing the value that 50% of our population can bring. And you know, we are blessed that we are a woman-owned and woman-led company. And so we think about these things. Yeah. We have that focus. And I think for us, it's always been a focus. And I think that other companies could benefit by, you know, just, just think about yeah, the labor absolutely.
1: market. It's incredible. And then I think about the people that, like us, that are working more than full time, right? Yes. Jen, what are you, because I know you just heard a speaker on this topic about um, getting, you know, it fits into the ballpark of getting creative about, and it's no Nothing new, but there's it's gaining a lot of momentum. The four-day work week.
0: Yes, we're. I think we're hearing a lot about that. I think the trend really started in some um, companies in Europe. Um, have started really experimenting with this four-day work week, and now I think you're seeing that trend sort of move to the U.S. I think as as we're seeing this burnout, how do you keep keep your team members focused and fresh, and keep them from leaving or Give them the flexibility they need, and I think the four-day week is and a very interesting way to potentially give the team that extra time they need in their day to take care of some of these things that we all need to take care of. And it is, it we'll see how far it goes, uh, but it is gaining a lot of momentum. I just heard a woman um, speak; she's the head of HR for a company called Bolt, and they have decided they piloted this. I think, at the end of last year, and they've decided that they're permanently going to keep it because they had so much success. I think she said 94% of their team wanted to keep it after the pilot. And there's still some things to figure out. And I think, but the, I, I love seeing these creative ideas that are out there for how do we give, how do we meet the needs of our team members? We should invite her to our podcast. That we would should.
1: be fascinating. I would love for us to figure that out, you know, with an hourly workforce, as we do, you know, provide outsourcing, and we staff by the hour, it's tricky to figure out, like, how do we do that? But I, I love the idea of it. I mean, wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine three yeah. days off, you know, I mean, especially I'll just say for us, it's like the burden of many households <laughs> don't get a lot of flack for this, but you know, sits on the shoulders of the women. I'm like, we, you know, we need an extra day just to get all that stuff done. Yeah. I'm just
2: saying. Well, True. and I think there were some companies last year who kind of um, rolled out these Friday mental health days. I know some of the vendors that I work with. Um, and we still got the services that we needed. They still were providing everything, you know, from their, their end of the contract. Mm-hmm. But it made their employees, I'm sure, re-energized and reset and able to focus and be productive. I mean, they did it for an entire summer and then continued it through the fall, uh, these mental health Fridays.
0: Yeah, I think I wonder summer what Fridays else... became oh, summer very popular. Fridays. Summer Fridays, yeah. Or no meeting Fridays. It's like a first step towards maybe four-day work week is a dramatic step for, it feels dramatic, but no meeting Fridays is like a mini step. And you're right. What else is out there? I think is what, sorry, I cut you off. You're about to.
1: No, say. I was. Well, this is how long we've all worked together. I was about to say the same thing, right? Like what's, what's the <laughs> step, right? To not have meetings. Or I love that I've, one of our clients, which is a lovely, hot, uh, iconic brand. They don't do meetings longer than 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, that's, yeah. A great idea. And that's easy to implement. And it just yes. gives people time between meetings. Yes. I mean, how, how often do we say, I'm so sorry, I'll be back. I just have to go to the restroom.
0: Because yeah, that's it's true. I, I was know, in back to back meetings.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. That would I be did. me today. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's because Jen and her team came up with a water challenge. So now we have
0: that's compounding true.
1: problems. Actually. I know. Yeah.
0: Drink, drink more water, but not so much <laughs> that if you have back to back meetings, I'm going to help you. <laughs> oh my goodness, be careful what you're what you put out there, right?
2: <laughs> but you know, I think all all of these things that we're kind of um, talking about really tie into a statistic um, that I found. That, you know, we're talking about the great resignation, all these other issues that companies have been dealing with. But I found this a little bit of glimmer of hope and where companies can make a change is that 70% of employees say they're unlikely to change a job in the next 6 to 12 months when their company actively reflects their values. So we're talking about supporting women, respecting the work-life balance, supporting their mental health having that good um, connection and relationship with your manager its there are things that a company can do the four-day work week all these things yeah. Yeah. that that you can you can stop that attrition
0: yeah this all really ties it really all ties back to that like what can you do and I think that's that's a really great thing we, if we focus on this stuff then we will have a happy productive workforce and i will say one more thing about the four-day work week companies that have done it have not seen their productivity go down at all because their team has that extra time to rest they don't have to be doing their instacart order while they're sitting at their desk working they can do it on that extra day off that they have
1: well we have a, a mission in front of us to figure out how how to give people time because I think, you know, I almost can't even remember how we used to work. We've been virtual forever, but for some reason Mm -hmm. we did not have, we didn't have this many meetings or maybe we did. And it's just been (laughs) 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, my goodness. Well, I think, (laughs) I think these are all good trends. I think acceptance of this, hopefully, we're gonna see more companies shift their mindset to how do we get creative and adapt to what people want and versus thinking the world yeah. will just go back to the way it was. So I don't see that happening.
2: Well yeah, power is, no. you know, still in job seekers. The power is still you know, with employees. So I think the sooner that a company responds to their needs, the more successful they will be.
1: Yeah. I do. I will say one of the other things that I didn't mention that the, that I hear companies really focused on is um, technology solutions, like bringing innovation, you know, the way everybody is working is turned attention, like on hyperdrive to tools that, you know, kind of meet humans halfway. And maybe it's because we're in the you know, customer service business and we're doing staffing with people and we're looking at technology and we're trying to implement things that are like, you know, the concept of AI meets humans and goes back and forth. So I will say almost every meeting I go to, there's a discussion about technology, gaining efficiencies, you know, improving the experience for, you know, not only uh, their clients, but their team members. So there's, that's a huge focus too. I think the combination, taking care of people and just, you know, full steam ahead.
0: Yeah, good future topic. We could do a whole podcast on the technology aspect of it. Yes, we should. Stay tuned, people. Our technology (laughs) podcast is going to come out very soon. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun because there's a lot happening there, too.
0: A lot of interesting stuff. Well, I think... um, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I think this was a great discussion. Thank you guys so much, um, Sally and Maggie. I think we like to end our podcast by talking about something about our culture that we think is unique. Usually I tell you guys what I'm going to say, but I didn't today, so. Oh, it's a surprise to <laughs> us <a> too. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that I am hearing a lot, it's based on something that I have been hearing a lot from other HR professionals that, have, that are newer to remote work just in the last two years. And they really talk about, how do you stay connected? What are ways that you can stay connected when you're all working remote? And I think that's something about us that we do incredibly well. I think you hear us finishing each other's sentences. It's because we've put a lot of effort into building our relationships with each other and with our team. We're very intentional about it. And I think that reflects in the way that we work. And that's something that I think is very unique about our culture. We have not lost that because we're remote. That was a fear that a lot of companies had. And I think a lot of companies are struggling with it. But that, I think, is something we do very well. But we're very intentional about it.
1: I love that word. Intentional. Mm -hmm. I just wrote it down.
2: Well said. Awesome. And I knew you were going to write it down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Thank you, Sally and Maggie. As always, you are amazing co-hosts. And if you want to reach out to us, you can go to our website, vipdesk.com, and you can contact us there.